live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. And a great good afternoon and welcome and happy Friday to you and yours. September the 2nd, the year 2022. We saw college football last night. Tennessee a winner, Missouri a winner, and the backyard brawl lived up to all the expectations and beyond. It's high school football night. That gets underway. We've got the Cajuns and the Cowboys getting ready to tee it up on Saturday. The Tigers on Sunday. And then next week, it's the NFL. Good afternoon, of everybody. So glad you're with us. My main man, James Mesh, back in the Master Control Suite in the game studios. He's uh, in the producer's chair, spinning the tunes, pushing all the buttons. He's on the campus of Delta Media, which houses KLWB, which is 1037 Lafayette. We're also on 1041 FM in Lake Charles. We're streaming around the world. 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. If you happen to be in the Acadiana area, you're by a television set, well, click it on because we're simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. Today could be the day that changes the way college football is played. How? Well, if there's an 11-0 to 0 vote to expand the playoff with the option to start as early as 2024 with all these chancellors and presidents that are going to be convening right about now. Uh, and if that unanimous vote goes through, that could lead to a new TV deal for the Big 12, which could lead to Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC in 2024, which could lead to nine SEC conference games in 2024. My buddy Ross Dellinger, Sports Illustrated, says uh, optimism is high, but that's been the case before. So let's wait and see as these college football playoff presidents uh, are expected to determine the new evolution of the playoff with a potential vote to expand in 2026 and if unanimous as early as 2024. So stay tuned for that. High school football takes center stage tonight, and we've got some big ones in the Acadiana area and none bigger than the game of the week, which is Acadiana at Lafayette Christian. How about a state title caliber game right off the bat? The Rams and the Knights meet at LCA tonight. Acadiana fell one game short of reaching the 5A championship game in 2021. LCA lost in the Division Three state title game. Both squads will factor into their classifications races, and whoever earns the win Friday night tonight might become the title favorites. That's just one of many, many games. Of course, we here at Delta Media are your home for high school football. Yes, indeed. Serena Williams goes back on the court tonight. Can she extend her streak? Can she make it happen just one more 
time. Um, we shall see on that front. Um, college football was terrific last night. Yes, it was. Tennessee looked really, really good. And take it with a grain of salt, I understand. But Missouri had no problems either. Um, and we've got games tonight and Saturday and Sunday and Monday. So it is here and it is upon us without question without doubt um virginia tech at old dominion one of the games tonight temple and duke one of the games tonight so uh we shall see we shall see um we got a busy busy show for you planned today as, as always uh, billy Enbody will join us in just a minute lsu lands another top recruit as uh neville's um zalance heard one of the top Offensive lineman in the country, the number one offensive lineman in the state of Louisiana, um, commits to LSU. So now LSU, and you can see Brian Kelly's approach, he has three offensive linemen committed for 2023, including fellow in-state sensation Tyree Adams of St. Aug in New Orleans and Paul Mugemba of Buford, Georgia. Offensive lineman. You combine if these all hold true to their commitment, and you always have to take it with a grain of salt, um, the class of 2022, Will Campbell, Emory Jones, Fitzgerald West, Bo Bordelon, they all signed with LSU. So uh, there you go. So, um, okay, the vote is in. And thanks to James. James, join me real quick here. Um, the college football playoff is expanding to 12. Um, and it says to start in 2026. So apparently the board has approved the expansion. So from four games to 12, um, I wonder if it was unanimous vote vote because if it was unanimous they could do it as early as 2024 but i wonder if that's enough time logistically for them to get all their ducks in a row so thanks for the heads up on that one big guy i appreciate it oh you're welcome yeah i had just seen i was like oh he was just talking about that let me let it let me let him know real quick all right so 12 teams the start date is up to the commissioners i um and here's the here's the issue now with 12 teams like the nfl has 16 teams in the playoffs college football is going to 12. i guarantee you greg sankey is not going to give up the sec championship game there's no way he's going to do that so these are the these are the the nuances that the commissioners are going to have to sort through and um, maneuver through. But there's so much money involved. Why would they wait to 2026? And this tells me again, um, if it's 2024, Texas and Oklahoma are coming. I never believed they would wait as long as they said they were going to wait. So lots more to be determined. But uh, to me, it's a good thing. The more, the merrier. I love playoff football, and I think it's going to be great. And I think the group of five schools are would be are going to be fired up for this. I just think it's good for college football. So so that's terrific. So Billy Embody will join us. We'll talk about LSU's recruiting list. Where do they stand in the class of 2023? Now I think they have about 22 commitments already, and we'll talk to Billy about that. Koki Riley will join us. Um, boy, attention to detail, Brian Kelly. 
everything. Attention, attention, attention to details. We'll go over that as LSU prepares to uh, make the bus ride down to New Orleans tomorrow. They will have a um, walkthrough or a little light workout Sunday in the Dome, and then they'll tee it up at 630. And, of course, you can listen to that game right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We'll start off hour number two with our good friend from the USA Today Network, Blake Topmeyer. We'll go over the games in the SEC, including I think the marquee matchup is uh, Cincinnati at Arkansas. We'll get his thoughts on that. George Faust will join us, the sports director from KLFY, Fridays with Faust as always, and we'll talk about the Raging Cajuns and the Lions. So much at stake here. Boy, the, the Lions want to prove they can get finally get a win against a uh, powerful team. And uh, the Cajuns are going to try, even though Coach Dez got his first win after Billy Napier left and he got the bowl win, but this is the start of a new season. And I kind of believe the Cajuns want to get off on the right foot to help their coach out. And then George Becknell will join James, join James Mesh and I, and we're going to pick some of the games. It's a football Friday right here on the Jordy Heltberg show. So don't forget now that um, the wait is almost over for the NFL. A new season's about to begin and you can celebrate the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. If you want more action for opening night, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 1037GAME to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code 1037GAME only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana, select parishes only, bonus issued as free bets, one early win token issued at opt-in, money line bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms licensee partner golden nugget lake charles gambling problem call 1-877-770-STOP all right let's get rolling here 12 minutes after the hour we'll take our first time out of the day this is the jordy helpert show on the game 1037 lafayette 1041 lake charles it's time to talk lsu recruiting as the game looms just two days away tigers haul in another top prospect billy embody on three.com when we return after these messages. Hey, welcome back. It's a football Friday night. We talked about uh, Acadiana at uh, Christian Life, one of the big games uh, in the Acadiana area. Uh, we'll have lots of games. We'll have scoreboards, post-game shows, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and, of course, everybody's looking and eyeing the talent that's on the field. I, I saw some highlights of one of LSU's recruits um, who plays for – uh, Liberty, I can't remember the kid's name now. Doggone it. I had it all prepped and ready to go. And it's Caleb Jackson. Yes. Boy, he looked good. But here's the guy uh, from On3.com that has all the inside scoop when it comes to recruiting. Billy Embody, kind enough to join us. The newly married Billy Embody. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Jordy. How about you? 
I'm doing terrific, man. On three is growing and growing and growing. You got my boy Matthew Bruni. You got my boy Shay Dixon. You, it's, man, you guys are making it happen, man. That's congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a it's been a great start to uh, the new era. The first eight months with myself and Peter Rauticus were were busy, but uh, you know we're happy to have a little bit of help now. Honestly, <laughs> it's it's been fun. That's awesome. Um, it sure seems like LSU has 22 commits now for the class of 2023. And according to um, uh, what I have seen, nine of the 22 are from the state of Louisiana. It's certain, including the latest in Zalance Hurd, the, the big offensive lineman from Neville. It seems like Brian Kelly's doing a pretty good job of keeping as many of the best players in the state in the state. Yeah, they're doing a great job so far. You know, I, I think this is a class that you've got to be proud of if you're an LSU fan as it stands. You know, they still got to sign these guys, but all indications are, you know, this is a pretty tight-knit group. Um, I've got a chance to be around some of these commits as their senior uh, season gets underway, and a lot of them just talk about how tight-knit they are and, and how they all have a plan to, you know, win a national championship, bring it back, Um you know, a lot of them mention, hey, I'm not like a big NIL guy. I know, you know, it, it could be taken care of at LSU, no doubt, but I'm here to win a national championship with this group, and I've really bonded with the group of commits. And so that's a good thing, at least heading into their senior years. It's a really tight-knit group, and you look at the run that they've had in Louisiana with guys like Shelton Sampson, Zaylon Turd, um, Trey Holly, Caleb Jackson, um, you know, Tyree Adams, Kai Prian, uh, all sorts of guys. This is a this is a really really quality group of Louisiana prospects, kind of a mix of sleepers and really high end talent. Um, you know who can kind of develop this class into one that look when you look back on the rankings when it comes to Louisiana, this class probably isn't going to be one that you look at and say, "Wow, LSU cleaned up." You know, nine of the top ten or however mm-hmm. many in the top ten, they aren't really cleaning up in the top 10 in a way, but they have a chance to land some of the better players in the state. You know, there was just kind of that sense that going into this cycle, a lot of, you know, that top 10 was going to potentially go out of state and that's kind of happened, but the ones that LSU's really targeted and prioritized, they haven't let get away so far. Billy Embody on three dot com uh, offensive lineman in the trenches. We, you, when you look at last year with Will Campbell starting, Emory Jones from Catholic, Fitzgerald West, Bo Bordelon from Newman, and now you go to this year. You, you mentioned um, uh, Tyree Adams from Saint Aug, uh, Paul Mubenga of um, Georgia, and then Heard from Neville. That's that's a pretty good start if they can keep all those guys. That's how you build championships. Yeah, a really salty group of offensive linemen, quite honestly, for, for Brad Davis um, in the last two years. You know, they've got guys like, you know, Bordelon and, and West who could kind of be sleepers and, and potentially develop and, and will be good teammates and stick around and, you know, eventually might develop into starters. But you're also landing guys like Will Campbell, Emory Jones. You know, Miles Frazier has a lot of football left in him at LSU yep. as a transfer, a young transfer. And then you add in Zalon's Hurd, um, Tyree Adams, Palma Benga, uh, and they're going to fire away at you know guys like T.J. Shanahan and, and D.J. Chester, two four-star offensive linemen in the class, um, as well as Marcus Deal, another uh, top 100 type lineman whose brother plays at Tulane. So they're going to work this trenches and 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 try to rebuild it. 
you know, that was a huge question when Brad Davis took over. It just seemed like the recruiting at that position had really fallen off um, right. from an evaluation standpoint and uh, just winning, you know, high-level battles as well. So this is a massive, uh, massive deal uh, for LSU to get Zalance Hurd in, um, five-star. He's the number 13 overall prospect in the country for on three. We think the world of him, and if he develops the way we think he can, I mean, he's got top 10 type of draft pick written all over him. Wow. I've never seen this before, and I'm looking at your website and your recruiting chart, and you list all the LSU commitments, and you've got their position, their height, their weight, their their rating, and then you have the column, their NIL value. And, for instance, you put your, your staff put together, Shelton Sampson it has the most value from an NIL standpoint, the wide receiver from Catholic High at $210,000. How do you come up with that? So it's, it's kind of interesting. It's it's called the on three NIL valuation, and the way that that happens is you look at the social media of these prospects in terms of their followers, okay, and how engaging they are, and and we use a, a company called Spiny, which uh, is an algorithm and and uh, analytics based um, kind of uh, data crawler, and and tries to pick up as much data from the internet, quite honestly, as it can to uh, you know predict where some of these guys are going to go to college, uh, what their earning potential is, how marketable they are. And then you also look at, you know, things like their influence, how much they tweet, how much they interact. And you can kind of see some of these guys develop their brands a little bit more than others. And so um, it's just kind of a, uh, uh, you know, an algorithm that, that comes up with the NIL valuation. It doesn't mean that that player will necessarily earn that much, but, um, we've seen and heard a lot of um, companies use and reference the on three NIL valuation already um, when making deals with players and, and saying, look, like, you know, here's your NIL valuation. Here's your, uh, you know, potential in terms of helping us get our brand out there because of yeah. your visibility based on your followers. So uh, it's allowing for both sides to kind of have a good conversation about what's fair and, and, um, you know, a, a, a true market value right now. I understand. Billy Embody on three.com. All right. So Zalance Heard makes 22 commitments and the on three uh, dot com recruiting census. Where does that put LSU now uh, nationally in the class of 2023? Yeah. So the on three consensus has LSU uh, at uh, number six, um, okay. but on three, we, we have two five stars, uh, for LSU and Shelton Sampson and, and um, Zalance Hurd. And so you've got that class ranked at number five right now. So a really good spot um, for LSU to be in. They're going to swing away at some big names here down the stretch and see what they can come up with. But um, really, really good spot for them to be sitting in heading into uh, the fall. Just a month and a half ago, everybody was wondering, can they sign anybody? So don't be patient, fans. Be patient. Okay, it's a, it's a Friday. Tigers play on Sunday against Florida State. I want Billy Embody's thoughts and his pick for the Tigers and the Knowles. Yeah, I'm starting to see this one maybe trend a little bit more towards the under, in my opinion, at least. Um, I, I think both teams might struggle a little bit offensively. I think LSU has a chance to, um, you know, uh, turn it around in the second half or kind of point the nose up as the guys get settled. Uh, but Florida State will have to be, you know, 
really on point with having to go up against LSU's defensive line. If that group is uh, as productive and as talented on the field on Sunday as it looks, uh, could be tough sledding. And they've got to contain Jordan Travis. That'll be an issue. But I see LSU coming away with a 28-20 win. Uh, I just feel like there's going to be too much defense played or growing okay. pains for LSU's offense just right off the bat. Uh, I've got some concerns with the run game with LSU. Uh, so I kind of see this one being a little bit of a uh, lower scoring game. All right, the Tigers favored by uh, three and a half, so they beat the spread. But they, if you're going to bet the over under and you go by Billy Embody, bet the under because the total is 51 and a half. Billy, thank you, buddy. You're the best, and uh, I really appreciate it. Congratulations again to um, what's it called? The Tiger, what is it? The BengalTiger.com, man. Thanks for, thanks for having me and uh, looking forward to being on uh, again soon. Look, guys, they got a they got a deal, one year for one dollar, one year, just one dollar. Go subscribe, man, and get all the inside skinny. Billy, thank you, man. Have a great weekend and a great Labor Day. Anytime, Jordy. Thanks for having right. me. I appreciate the plug. You got it, man. Football season is here, and the game one zero three seven Lafayette one zero four one Lake Charles wants to crown you the tailgating king with the ultimate tailgate giveaway powered by St. Landry Lumber, Austin Outdoors, and the game. You can score five hundred dollars to Chops Specialty Meats, a new grill with accessories, a cooler, a set of chairs, a five hundred dollar Visa gift card, tickets to LSU and Raging Cajun football games, and so much more. Enter in the Game Rewards Club at one zero three seven The Game com or 1041thegame.com. It's the ultimate tailgate giveaway powered by St. Landry Lumber, Austin Outdoors, and The Game. More on the Tigers and the Knowles. Cokie Riley joins us after this timeout on the Jordy Helpert Show on The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Your home for them fighting Tigers of LSU in Southwest Louisiana. Jordy Holtenberg is known far and wide as the Blonde Bomber. For the perfectly feathered golden mane he rocked back in the day at LSU. Just let your soul go. Just let it shine through. The hair may not be as golden or as long, but Jordy is still making a name for himself. Back to more of the Jordy Holtberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 31 minutes after the hour, it's the only game in town on Sunday. If you didn't get tickets to LSU's season opener against Florida State in the Superdome, don't worry about it. It's a sellout, so you can't. But don't worry about it. You can still have a great time by coming out to Twin Peaks on Johnson Street this Sunday from 6 to 8. You can enjoy ice-cold beverages, burgers, hang out with Crunch Time host Matt Miguez. It's the game's LSU watch party at Twin Peaks on Johnson Street this Sunday night. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Before uh, we get to our next guest and we talk LSU, the college, again, the college football playoffs board of managers voted today unanimously to expand the college football playoff to 12 teams in 2026, but it is encouraging the sports commissioners to try to implement it as soon as 2024. The 11 presidents and chancellors who comprise the college football playoffs board of managers approved the original 12 team model, which is the sixth highest ranked 
conference champions and six at-large teams. This is important. The The 10 FBS commissioners and Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Swarbick will meet next week in Dallas to figure out the details. So they figure that out. Dominoes are start to, are going to start to fall. And that means Texas and Oklahoma are coming to the SEC sooner. And there's going to be new television deals worked out. It's it's a whole domino effect. So uh, we'll talk about that. But Koki Riley covers the LSU Tigers for the USA Today Network. And you can read all about it, the Daily Advertiser. A great article on his thoughts on the Tigers and the Seminoles. And he's kind enough to join us now. Koki, what's happening, buddy? How are you? Thanks for uh, having me on, Jordy. I feel like this isn't the first time some sort of news happened just before I hopped onto your show, um, but uh, this one certainly takes the cake. What do you What do you think of the twelve team format? And uh, I personally think twenty twenty four is a slam dunk. I think it's going to happen. There's too much money on the table. Uh, I think that's going to happen uh, really, really quickly. What do you think? Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I, I know there's been some chatter that it's going to be hard to push it up, but They'll, I mean, if I feel like they're going to be motivated enough to to move some boulders and figure out how to get this thing implemented by 2024, because 2024 just feels like the year where so many of these changes are going to happen, especially yeah. with UCLA and USC already slated to be in the right. Big Ten by 2024. Um, but as for the playoff itself, I have trouble seeing how this is a bad thing for anyone involved. Exactly. How is this a bad thing for the fans, right? Especially right. if you're a fan of a, of a school like Pittsburgh and West Virginia last night. What I a mean, game. Those teams didn't really have much of a shot to make the college football playoff unless they played perfectly during their own conference seasons. And now with the 12-team playoff, it's, a, it's just much more feasible and much more easier for those teams and those fans um, and people who root for those teams to make the playoff. You look at fans from those slightly smaller schools like that, or even college football fans in general, they're going to enjoy watching a lot more games that are, that are just simply more nationally relevant. And then if you're fans of schools like LSU or Ohio State or Alabama, how does this affect you that much? If anything, it, it, it gives you more wiggle room to make the playoff, and you're still probably going to beat those teams at the end of the day. So I, I just don't see how this is a downside for fans at all. I don't really see how this is a downside for schools at all for many of the reasons I just mentioned. And yeah. I and money-wise, of course, I mean, more playoffs equals more, more money. You see that in professional sports a lot. So I just don't really see the downside of this almost at all. I see one... One stumbling block here that that might pop up, and that's do you know with more games, more playoff games. How do you uh, manage a schedule with student <laughs> athletes? Because I guarantee you, Greg Sankey doesn't want to give up the SEC championship game. It's too much there. It's too much. Uh, it, it, it's just too much. He he's not want to gonna want to give that up. So that might be one of those stumbling blocks that they're gonna have to uh, hurdle over. Um, but we'll see. But I think it's a good good thing. What what I do foresee now is, to, as you mentioned, gives you some more wiggle room. I don't think you're gonna see the LSU's versus Southern games anymore. I think they're gonna say, okay, this gives you more opportunities. Let's play bigger, more meaningful games that people actually want to see uh so that's just my opinion anyway sunday only game in town lsu florida state so who's the starting quarterback for lsu come on koki you know by now <laughs> that's a great question 
Um, we've been asking that to ourselves for oh, many, many months now. Um, I think it's probably going to be Jane Daniels. Um, I, I've been saying this for a, few, a couple of weeks now. Uh, obviously, hasn't been officialized yet, and I wouldn't be stunned if Garrett Nussmeyer ends up being the starter. But um, again, it, like it, if this co- if this quarterback competition is really close, don't you want to start the guy who has lots of more experience, who is a really good athlete, who sort of fits yeah. into that mold of a mobile quarterback that your offensive coordinator likes? Don't you want to start that guy, especially in the first game? I, I just feel like it just makes more. I think Daniels just makes more sense, just given, especially given the track record that Coach Kelly and Coach Denbrock have when it comes to big quarterbacks. Do you think? Do you think they still haven't told the team yet who it is? And I and I ask that because if they if they have, man, does Coach Kelly have the reins on this team? Because ain't nobody talking about nobody's even hinting, um, wink, wink, as to who the guy is. So I wonder if he's even told the team yet. He he has told the team. He told us yesterday that that he has told the team. He told okay. the team on Monday, but he also told the players not to tell anyone in the right. media on Tuesday when they had player availability with us. So. Uh, apparently, they did a good job of that because yeah. Mio Ojolari uh, said to our faces that that um, uh, that they did not know who the starting quarterback was. So, and that was just a flat out lie. So, um, <laughs> I think that I think that's uh, good evidence for your point that uh, they're really, really insistent on not um, spilling the beans on who actually is the starting quarterback. So, I, I it might it may just be the people in that locker room are the only ones who, who yeah. actually know. So that's pretty I cool. Mean, that's Texas, pretty cool. Jane, Jane, Riley with mother us. Mother know? Um, Does Garrett Nussmeyer's father know? I, we don't even know if yeah. that's the case even. So I like feel like I it's said, a very well kept secret. That tells me there's discipline on this team and, and Brian Kelly is um is got in, is in complete control and they're listening and they're abiding by because uh, not many people will do that. They'll spill the beans somehow, some way, I guarantee you. All right. Um this game seems like the strength of LSU goes up against the weakness of Florida State and the strength of Florida State's going up against the weakness, so we think, of LSU, and that's offensive line, defensive line. That seems to me what this game is all about. What do you think? Yeah, I literally wrote about this. Uh, thank you for plugging my story just before. Oh, I didn't I know. In. Okay. Um, well, good. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, yeah, so – I. You, I mean, you said it. Uh, I, I think this Florida State defensive line is pretty strong. I don't think it's quite as talented as this LSU defensive line is. Um, but I mean, we're going to see how good uh, the Alaha. But that might not matter as much because this LSU offensive line, at least the start, might look really dysfunctional just because they really haven't played with each other that much. They don't have any um, proven experience. I mean, they have players playing in different positions that they never really played in before, like Eric Dellinger starting at center, for example. So it's, it's just going to be really interesting. I mean, wh- whichever side side wins that battle more or loses it less, I mean, I think that team's, uh, team's going to win the game, especially if that's LSU. The thing that really kind of 
has blown my mind away is LSU has has tinkered with this offensive line. They've moved guards to tackles and tackles to guards, and they put a new center in, and and, and they haven't had that much practice time together as a starting unit. Um, and continuity is everything when it comes to an offensive line. So I'm really, really curious to see what this line can do. Plus, they have a I mean, they got a freshman starter. You know, Alan Fanica is in the NFL Hall of Fame. He didn't start as a freshman at LSU, so I know times are different. But man, there's a I, I gotta I gotta see it, Koki. I gotta see it before I believe I'm, it. I'm in the same exact boat as you. You you have to see it to believe it. But if this offensive line looks pretty good in this game, um, then I think LSU could be in for a better season than we anticipate, though, because. Yeah. I feel like that's the biggest question mark with this team with all the moving place parts and all the new pieces, right? Because everywhere else on the roster, you can make a pretty plausible positive case um, for that unit being pretty decent this season. LSU's offensive line, on the other hand, you have to make a bit of a stretch in that scenario. It's good that they have some depth and some players behind them, guys like Emory Jones, guys like Marcus Newerville. Um, but it's, Traymond Shorts being another guy, uh, but it, it, it was it was always a stretch to say this is going to be a strength of any sort for the team this year. I think there's a huge, huge advantage with LSU's defensive line. Smith, Gay, Ojolari, Roy, uh, Guillory is a backup. Uh, Wingo, an All SEC freshman performer, is a backup. Uh, I just think they have a huge advantage in it. If they live up to their billing, these are these are future first-round NFL draft picks. If they stay healthy and continue to develop, that seems to me to be a huge advantage, checkmark, favor LSU. Exactly, and uh, Florida State has some injuries on their offensive line, especially at the center position. They had to go to their third-string center and shift him from guard to center during the Duquesne game, actually. So it's kind of up in the air as to how healthy their line's going to be. And their line... I mean, to be quite frank, it just didn't play as well as it should have against a team like Duquesne. Uh, they, three of their starters had well below average PFF grades um, from some of the research I was doing, even against a team like Duquesne. So, it, and, and I know that's a small sample size, but their offensive line was one of the major weaknesses of their team last year as well. So yeah. I think this LSU defensive line is going to absolutely, is definitely going to be, uh, definitely going to have their way in this game. How much so is is going to That's be a big determin- determining factor as to whether they win this game or not. Well, and determine how many, if they do, by how much, because there's a lot of gamblers uh, that are be of, uh, of great interest as it's the only game on Sunday. Offensively, I wonder, with the line and with the new quarterback, how effective is this run game going to go? LSU certainly has a plethora of stallions at the wide receiver position. I just kind of wonder, uh, are they going to be throwing the ball a lot more than, than is the norm under these circumstances? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like Den Brock and Kelly are pretty committed to the run as a concept, both offensively and defensively in general. I think they're pretty comfortable with Josh Williams as a third string running back, even if he's not going to get a whole ton of snaps. I don't know. I, I feel like they're going to I feel, feel like they're going to more or less stick with the same game plan, even if they're going to be a little thinner at running back, with, especially with John Emery Jr. Probably not playing in this game. So I, I, I I, I just tend to think that they're going to try to stick to the game plan as much as possible because outside of Emory, their offense and their defense, it's, it's, they're, very, they're incredibly healthy heading into this game. Yeah. Um, well, some of that has to do with luck. Some of that has to do with 
uh, a lot of the new uh, change in training reg- regimen and whatnot um, they've they've implemented this off season. So it's it, it's going to be interesting what what this what what this offense is going to look like. But the thing I'm going to look out for maybe um, outside the line, the thing I'm going to look out for when it comes to LSU's offense is what's the chemistry going to like going to look like between LSU's receivers and whoever the starting quarterback is going to be. Right, right. especially right. when these two guys have been splitting first team snaps for the entire preseason and during the spring. So, I mean, how much time has Jaden Daniels had, had to really had time to work with Keishawn Butte when they're going 100 percent in, in a game like environment, not even a game? So, I'm, Man, I'm Butte, curious to see that. Keishawn's no fool. He needs uh, he he wants catches. He wants the ball thrown his way so he can get that uh, draft stock uh, through the roof. So yeah, lo- lots of lots of team concept, lots of individual uh, things as well. Koki Riley joining us. Um, boy, in, in listening to Brian Kelly, he talks about logistics. He talks about technology. You talk about light years from what this program was a year ago to what this program is now. The culture, the attitude, and and the players talking about the game plan. It's just like uh, attention to detail. They even mm-hmm. they even do a um did a bench control scrimmage last Saturday. And Brian Kelly talked about how many headsets he gives out, where the coaches are supposed to be. We learned that the offensive and defensive coordinator are going to be up in the press box. So uh, well, attention to detail, right? Exactly. I mean, Brian Kelly, he has, just because he's a CEO type of coach doesn't mean he doesn't have his hands in everything. And he li- really does have his hands in everything. Um, and, yeah, there's again, the, like you said, there's just this – really meticulous um there's this really meticulous attention to detail and everything that comes everything is measured everything is 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 put down on paper uh everything from the nutrition to how hard these guys are running in practice i mean i mean kelly has been very uh i i won't say proud but extremely open about um how he's how he's really tried to make sure not to push guys too far uh, in practices in, tor- in terms of uh, staying away from some of those soft tissue injuries. Soft tissue is a word he used a lot during the preseason. So, um, yeah, those, those GPS tracking numbers and yeah. making sure guys aren't um, uh, wearing out during practice and, and using that time uh, really wisely is, uh, has been very, very important during this Kelly regime. All right, Koki Rally Tigers favored by three and a half. The, uh, the the number is 51 and a half. You've done all the X's and the O's. You've done all the computerizations, all the things that you do. So who's going to win the thing and how, by how much? So I have LSU winning 24 to 17. So that's under the 51 and a half. Uh, I feel pretty comfortable about that. I feel like it's going to be a fairly low scoring game. Uh, just because LSU has a lot of kinks and needs to work out in the offense, and I think the strength of this team is on the defense anyway. And when you look at Florida State, their weakness is probably their offensive line, and LSU's strength is their defensive line. So I think it's going to be it's going to be hard for that for Florida State to score points in this game. Uh, maybe it opens up more in the second half, as college games tend to do since they're just longer. Uh, but I, I feel like it's going to be a fairly low scoring game, and I think LSU. Right. Uh, more than covers the three, or I, I. So I guess it went up to three and a half because it was yes. at three just a yes. day or two ago, right? Yes. Yes. Anyway, okay. okay. So bet the under and uh, cover the spread, and you got you got you some money according to Coach yeah, Riley. That's what I think. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Enjoy enjoy the ball game, and uh, we always look forward to talking with you, buddy. Thank you. 
Awesome. Thanks so much for having me on, Jordy. You got it. Cokie Riley, USA Today in the Daily Advertiser. Okay, in the NFL, the wait's almost over. New football season's got to begin. Get ready for NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice. And if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 1037GAME to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code 1037GAME only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana. Select parishes only. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wage restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. Back to wrap up our number one next. The Jordy Helper Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Your home for the Tigers and the Houston Astros in southwest Louisiana. Download the free The Game mobile app for Android and Apple devices. No matter where you are in the country, you can listen to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. We're back at 53 minutes after the hour. More on Brian Kelly. I said that uh, that he revealed that offensive coordinator Mike Denbrock and defensive coordinator Mike House will coach from the press box during games. He also talked about um, most of the starting 22 are pretty much decided, but there's still some reserves vying for a higher place on the depth chart and a few guys vying to make the travel team, which is at 70. That will make the bus ride to New Orleans on Saturday. A few more players will join the team on Sunday. He spoke about um, uh, measuring and monitoring relative heart rate, resting heart rate, sleep, uh, as well as you using cryotherapy and other technologies to aid with recovery. Uh, what does it take to put on a football game? Well, um, coaches. Kelly said he gave out 15 two-way headsets to members of the coaching staff, including graduate assistants, and another three headsets that are Listen only. They also gave four sets to student-athletes who serve as the signalers. All told, 22 people will utilize headsets and to make sure that there's a smooth operation. Kelly went through what they called a bench-controlled scrimmage last Saturday and went through 55 different situations. Kelly doesn't want to be looking around. Where's my Where's my coach? Who's sending in the plays? He wants to know where they are, where they're supposed to be, and they better be there. So it is all synchronized, and it's, I mean, it's completely. When I was doing the sidelines, I, I'd be standing right next to Nick Saban, right next to him. Um, that ain't happening anymore. That's just not. So uh, times they are a changing. And so I'm, I'm all for it. Organization, utilization, people know. It's like players. You got to know your role. You got to know what you're supposed to do. And then you go do it. You go do it. Um, 
So there you go. Um, coming up, hour number two, uh, Blake uh, Topmeyer from the USA Today Network will join us. We'll talk more about the college football playoff scenario now um, that has been passed by the College Football Playoff Board of Managers. George Faust will preview the Lions and the Raging Cajuns. Then George Becknell, James Mesh, and I will do our typical Friday game picks. Uh, of course, the NFL starts a week from yesterday. Buffalo and the L.A. Rams. So the wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Um, Okay, yes, it's there. Um, To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game. Get $200 in free bets instantly. Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings with their early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Your team leads by seven points. At any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 1037GAME to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code 1037GAME only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana. Select parishes only. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Licensee partner Gold and Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problems call 1-877-770-STOP. Um, hour number one brought to you by Eon. Eon of Louisiana because we've got Eon of Lafayette. We've got Eon of Baton Rouge. And we have got Eon of Mandeville. It's a state-of-the-art robotic body contouring laser energy and cooling simultaneously for a comfortable patient experience resulting in permanent fat reduction. Look up Eon, E-O-N of Louisiana. Tara LaPera and her staff do a phenomenal job. Our number one's in the books. Our number two straight ahead. The Jordy Helper Show in the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We'll be back. Live and local, this is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. Hour number two of two, and away we go on this Friday, yay, September 2nd, the year 2022. High school football is tonight. We've got the Cajuns playing on Saturday at home. We've got McNeese traveling up to Montana State to play uh, tomorrow as well, and then the Tigers on Sunday. we got to wait till the following Sunday for the New Orleans Saints. We saw some football action uh, last night uh, in the SEC. Uh, we had um, uh, Tennessee with a easy, easy, easy win. Missouri looked very impressive as well over Louisiana Tech. And we've got some more games coming up this, uh, this weekend. So um, the big news today, the college football playoffs board of managers voted to expand the college football playoff to 12 teams. 
Yes, indeed. 12 teams. So uh, let's let's not waste any time. Let's not waste any time. Let's get our good guy, our good friend from the USA Today Network who covers the Southeastern Conference, Mr. Blake Topmeyer with us. Blake, good afternoon, buddy. Um, that's where we need to start before we start picking some games. Your thoughts on 12 teams in 2026. It's up to the commissioners now to, and they, they said we want to see if we can push it to 2024, and that could set off a whole bunch of dominoes, right? Yeah, especially in, in TV world, right? Because we, we know that ESPN has rights to the playoff uh, exclusively throughout the, the 2025 season. That's why I think you're, you're seeing that 2026 maybe being the uh, initially likeliest date unless they could figure out a way to, um, to spin that forward. But I think, you know, with, with the desire from some, I think will be to, to have multiple TV partners in the mix when this playoff debuts. And, and if that's the case, uh, then 2026 is, is probably the likeliest date. But, you know, ultimately, I think this is a, this is a good move for college football. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's the best outcome for the most parties, I think. You know, if, if you're a fan of, say, the Oregon Ducks or, or Utah, this is a good day for you. If you're a fan of a group of five teams, this is a good day for you. The 12-team format with six auto bids uh, was always the best format for the group of five because it ensures them at least one seat at the table. And even if you're in one of the big dog conferences, I think if you're in the Big Ten or the SEC, this is a good day for you too, um, particularly if you're not named Ohio State, uh, Alabama, or, or Georgia. If you're a program like, say, a, a Florida, Texas A&M, Auburn, even LSU, Mm-hmm. This gets you in the playoff more often. This gets you in playoff contention more often. This gets you a shot at the top prize. You're going to yeah. see a lot of years, I think, where where the Big Ten and, and the SEC say, you know, they're 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 going for four or five bids in, in a given year. I think the big one of the big hurdles that have to be cleared is okay. You're going to have more games, and you know these are student athletes, so it's all about the calendar. The SEC does not want to give up the SEC championship game, I think that's going to be something that has to be clear, don't you? Well, for your majority of athletes, they're not going to be playing more games. It's going to be a, a handful of teams True. that are playing uh, more games, and, and that might be something that, that has to be considered. But as you know, all this talk of player safety, it's nice window dressing until the money gets involved. And then player safety kind of goes out the window, right? Yeah. It's like, we, you all know, right. we, all those sound bites sort of take a back seat when you start seeing dollar signs um, <laughs> from, from these decision makers. But, you know, really, let's say you win the national championship. Um, at most, you could be adding two more games to, to your schedule than, than is currently uh, in play. Right. Now, that's not insignificant, uh, mm-hmm. certainly. However, I think in most years, in most years, you're still going to have a national champion come from the top four teams, and, and in those years, you're going to have added one game to their to their schedule. A team going from that first round uh, to the championship game, I think, is going to prove uh, unlikely. Now, sometimes it may happen, and in those cases, you're adding two games uh, right. to those to those athletes' schedules. That is that is not insignificant. Now, for the the 118 teams that don't make the college football playoff, well, your workload didn't increase at all. You're still playing your normal right. season and then maybe okay. a bowl game uh, on the end. That's so it, it really does affect just a couple of teams. 
Um, yeah. But I think, you know, if you are truly concerned about player safety, you probably are worried about the athletes that fall in, into that category. All right. Uh, the um, 10 FBS commissioners, Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Swarbrick, will meet next week in Dallas, according to reports, to figure out all these details. I'd be shocked if it's not in play by 2024, which means Oklahoma, Texas, come on. No need to wait any further, uh, any longer. Just come on, hop on the train and let, let's go to work. So we'll see. Uh, Blake Topmeyer with us. Um, Tennessee, um Got an easy win. Missouri looked pretty good in their win over Louisiana Tech. Quickly, your thoughts on the, the first two games of Thursday night in the league. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to, to draw too many conclusions off these yeah. cupcake op- opponents. But uh, you know, Tennessee, a lot of it was kind of what we expected. Their offense looked really good, as expected. Uh, Hendon Hooker looked good. I thought the run game, which often gets overlooked at Tennessee because of their tempo, because of Hendon Hooker. But really, it's a balanced attack, and I thought that run game really showed up. Uh, the defense didn't answer the questions I have about them, though. I know at first glance, well, they only allowed 10 points, but they allowed a lot of yards, and, and the secondary at times uh, continued to look vulnerable. So, I, I mean, it's going to be a so much more of a physical test against Pittsburgh. I think that game really is um, is going to become much more of a knockdown, yeah. dragout match. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll see, I think, in particular what Tennessee's defense is, is made of. Uh, for Missouri, slow start. Uh, but overall, thought the defense showed some strides. Thought the, mm-hmm. the run game was was pretty good. Um, the the freshman wide receiver Luther Burden, he kind of announced his his presence. Still mm-hmm. think quarterback play needs to get better. Um, and you know we'll see if that defense can can hold up once competition steps up. All right, a couple of big games in the SEC. Um, is Cincinnati going to be bringing iced tea, or are they going to be bringing alcohol <laughs> to uh, to Fayetteville, Arkansas, as the 23rd-ranked Cincinnati Bearcats take on Sam Pittman's 19th-ranked Arkansas Hogs? I really like Arkansas in this one. I do, too, and, and I've been pounding the drum for Arkansas throughout the preseason. I'm you one have. of those that have Arkansas positioned as a dark horse uh, to finish second in the SEC West, they're not they're not going to finish ahead of Alabama, but but they could be in that number two spot. I, I really think. Uh, I don't think last year was a fluke. Uh, I think they bring a lot back. They they lost some some transfers, uh, but they also gained some to off, to offset that. Particularly uh, Drew Sanders, the the linebacker from Alabama, I think is going to look really good in the heart of that defense. Uh, we'll see how KJ Jefferson uh, looks with you know on the other side of of losing. Uh, his star receiver, Traylon Burks. But, uh, yeah, I like Arkansas, too. I think this is a big game uh, because they, they've got a tough September schedule. They have South Carolina next week. A couple mm-hmm. weeks after that, they have A&M. And then the 1st of October, they have Alabama. So they really can't afford uh, to lose to Cincinnati here, even though it, it'll probably be a tough game. Hogs favored by six and a half of that one. Fifty-one and a half is the total. Uh, Georgia in the Chick-fil-A kickoff in Atlanta, um, hosting as the third-ranked team in the country, hosting 11th-ranked Oregon. Of course, we know about the who the new head coach at Oregon is and his ties to to Georgia. Um, the dogs are uh, favored uh, in this one uh, by 16 and a half. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I think we're going to come out of this game thinking, whoa, Georgia still looks awfully darn good. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I think um, in, the, in the preseason, much of the focus has been around Alabama and then outside of the SEC around Ohio State. I think the foregone conclusion is that while Georgia 
very well might return to the playoffs this year, that they're not among the favorites to, to be in the national championship. It's, it's going to be Alabama and Ohio State. I think that thinking could be rewired um, if Georgia comes out and, and dominates uh, in this game, which I think they, they will. Uh, I think, you know, the thing we forget about with Georgia is, uh, you know, they lost so many starters off that defense from last year to the NFL. However, they got really talented players behind them, and I do think this defense is going to regress a little bit. But you can regress a little off of what was one of the greatest defenses in college football history and still have the best defense in the SEC. I think that's what we're going to find out on Saturday is that even on the other side of losing all those guys in the NFL, this is still a, still a really good defense. I think the, the secondary in particular, those Georgia defensive backs, uh, are really good, and I think they're going to make life difficult for Bo Nix. It's a tough opener uh, for Billy Napier at the University of Florida uh, as seventh-ranked Utah comes into town. But it's a, it's a 6 o'clock central time kickoff. That swamp gets awfully hot. A lot of teams from, from those mountain schools aren't used to that heat and that humidity. So that's one thing in favor of the Gators. Do you see any other thing favoring Florida in this game? I like Utah. I'm surprised the line is is, is as tight as it is. Uh, yep. I think I think three and a half. I like Utah by by a touchdown at at least, uh, and I believe the the line is what is it like two and a half? Yeah, uh, uh, two and a half, three, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, with Florida, so much of the focus is on Anthony Richardson, and, and obviously they need a big year from their quarterback. But my question with Florida is. How do the guys look at the skill positions? Because, you know, that's one, one thing we've, we've always counted on and come to expect from Florida is that they're going to have some studs at wide receiver. They're going to have some dangerous running backs. But when I look at this Florida team, those look like weaknesses to me, not, not strengths. Um, okay. I think the, the offensive line will really be tested uh, by, by what's going to be a very good Utah defense. Uh, I think Utah is probably the, the, the top team in the Pac-12 this year. Kind of a, um, okay. I guess, a mid-range shot to make the playoff. I, I like Utah. Sunday night, 6.30 in the um, Caesars Superdome, the All-State-Louisiana kickoff. Florida State already with the game under their belt. They beat Duquesne. They ran they, three or four guys run for 100 yards. Uh, their quarterback, Travis, is, is pretty good as well, threw for 207. First game for LSU with head coach Brian Kelly. LSU's favored by three and a half. What do you think? Man, yeah, this is a game I'll be, I'll be at. Uh, you can read my coverage and. Daily advertiser throughout the USA Today network. I guess I would give the the slight edge to LSU, but as you alluded to there, it it is sort of hard to know because Florida State has something on paper. LSU doesn't. Florida State looked pretty good in that week zero game, but you have to consider the competition and how much does it it really mean. I, I think for LSU, top to bottom, they've got more talent than Florida State, but what do they have at quarterback? That That is a lingering question for me. Um, you know, they got, they got two guys in Jane Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer, but um, is either one of them going to be an upgrade over, over Max Johnson? I certainly think that's possible. Um, I kind of selfishly hope we see both <laughs> in this game because I'm pretty interested in, in both those guys. I think they bring a yeah. little something different to the, to the table with, with uh, Jane Daniels' wheels and, and uh, you know, Nussmeyer's big arm. Uh, and, and also – Offensive line, as you know, that, uh, that offensive line was a was a real wart last year, and and uh, 
um, you know, failed to protect Max Johnson and, and have to do a better job this year. So quarterback, offensive line, I think, sort of unlocked the keys to success in this game. But I'd, I'd probably give LSU uh, the slight edge, as that betting line indicates. I think playing this game in New Orleans really oh. helps and helps turn this into a de facto home game for LSU. Uh, no ifs, ands, buts, or maybes about that, big fellow. Well, enjoy your trip um, to the Big Easy. Um, there'll be a lot of Tiger fans there. There'll be a lot of food. There'll be a lot of beverages, but I know you've got to work. So um, I greatly appreciate your time. Be safe, be careful, and enjoy it. Okay, sounds good. Thanks for having me on. I Blake Topmeyer, the USA Today Network, covering the SEC. So college football gets underway now. The NFL has to wait till next Thursday. So the wait for you NFL fans is almost over. The new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. You want more action for opening night? Well, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice. And if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 1037GAME to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code 1037GAME only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana, select parishes only. Bonus issued as is free bets, one early win token issued at opt in, money line bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem call 1 877 770 STOP. So everybody's favoring the Tigers to win. Who's going to win between the Cajuns and the Lions? Well, Fridays with Faust. We'll delve deeper into that next here on the Jordy Helpert Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, your home for the Tigers and the Houston Astros in Southwest Louisiana. There's no better way to wrap up the work week than talking with the man regarded as the king of Acadiana sports media, KLFY Sports Director George Faust. It's time for Fridays with Faust here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, Herge. Happy Friday, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great, Jordy. Uh, how are you doing? I'm terrific. Friday night, the Friday night lights are up and running. And boy, Acadiana at, uh, at Lafayette Christian Academy. That, how about that for a, a, a opener in high school football? <laughs> That's going to be a definite barn burner, no doubt. Two of the better teams in the state taking on each other. And, look, they've, they're one and one over the past two years. Each team's been able to pull out a win. Indiana won two years ago. LCA was able to beat them last year. So, yeah, they've got the, they've got the, the, the rubber match, so to speak. And it's going to be, look, you know, you know what Acadiana has all the time. You know, they, they're going to run the veer. Kevion Williams is uh, uh, is going to be going to be the guy who's going to probably, you know, carry the Rams. And uh, then who LCA just, you know, pick a pick a position, and they've got some super uh, talented players over there. So yeah, that that matchup's going to be one of the one of the premier 
not only in Acadiana, but in the state. Yeah, no question about it. All right. Um, uh, I got to get your thoughts on the Raging Cajuns and the Southeastern uh, Louisiana Lions. 6 p.m. kickoff at Cajun Field. It's really the Desimo era will officially start, even though he's technically 1-0 because he won the bowl game last year over right. Marshall. 36-21, an impressive New Orleans Bowl win. When do you think about this game? Um New quarterback for the Cajuns, new quarterback for the Lions, new coach for the Cajuns, um, very experienced coach for the Lions, both from both coaches from New Iberia. So maybe that pregame handshake and talk will be talking about some good restaurants in, in, in town. But um, what do you think? What's your thoughts on this game? Uh, look, I, I think uh, in the end, I think the Cajuns win this game. I think it's going to be probably pretty close just because it's kind of the first game of the year. The Cajuns are trying to kind of figure out what their identity is going to be with regards to, you know, how to play call, how to run, uh, how their offense is going to look. I think their defense is very is going to be A-OK. I, I really like uh, what they've been able to do uh, with with regards to the defense. and uh, They have Eric Gare in the back, and then they've got uh, Andre Jones, and, and those guys – those guys are uh, going to be, you know, keys for the Cajuns on defense. But I, I, I feel like offense is the bigger question mark with regards mm-hmm. to the Cajuns, just because it is a new quarterback. Even though uh, Chandler Fields has been in the program for three years, he's he's uh, it, 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 he still has never, you know, been that been that guy. He is the guy now. And uh, not that he can't handle it. I'm just saying, you know, it's a new experience for him. And uh, you know, us Rumble guys, we can we can always handle handle the pressure when it when it when it mounts up because you know that's how we're that's how we're made over there in uh, 1901 Severn. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but 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 seriously, seriously, I, I, that that is the bigger question mark, I believe, for the Cajuns is is off, offensively. How are they going to look? What are they going to look like? And I think fans are interested to see that too. Like, how? What is, what is going to be the uh, kind of the way Coach Desimo calls plays? And we've mm-hmm. asked him that numerous times throughout the fall camp. And, and you know, he, he has his style, and he's alluded to the fact that yet, yeah, you know, he and Billy Napier uh, agree on a lot of the same things. But uh, there's there's points of interest where you know he might have a different opinion of how something might be done. And, He's, gonna, he's not afraid to, to do it his way, and that's what he's going to do with this team because it is his team now. So uh, yeah. I, I, I'm curious to see how, how the offense kind of you know puts puts their puts their name out there. And like you got Chris Smith at running back. Your ones are definitely set. I think they're, they're at running back. They they have well, obviously Chris Smith, but Cabote behind him. I think that that he's going to be one of those surprise players. Uh, in the, uh, he's going to be one of those surprise players, uh, and uh, yeah, he'll be he'll be a surprise player for the Cajuns. I think he's going to be one of those guys who can uh, obviously deliver, and, uh, and and we'll see what happens and 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 go from there. You know, it seems like it's strength versus strength. You've told me before that this is a very good uh, wide receiver room for the Cajuns. The Lions have. Yep. Two all Southland Conference defensive backs, Zai Alexander and Donnie 
Danielle Ward-McGee. So it seems to me strength versus strength. And Coach Dez says he's not going to hold back anything. He believes in Chandler Fields. Even though it's his first college start, he's opened up the playbook. So it seems to me who gets the advantage, the wide receivers or the defensive backs for the Lions? I actually think the wide receivers, and here's why. I think that's a that's a comfort level, but I think the I think the the, the difference in the contest might be at the tight end position because Johnny Lumpkin is going to be a guy. If I if I was Chandler Fields, I would I would look for 88 all day. The guy's a big a big target. He'll probably be able to get open in the middle of the field. Get you something like if you're in you're in second and short, third and short mm-hmm. situations. Man, look for that tight end cutting across the middle, or Neil Johnson, maybe uh, a newcomer, okay. uh, a, a new name anyway. But he's a guy that can can definitely uh, you know stretch the field once he gets the ball at that tight end spot. And then what's that? What's that going to do? Well, it's either going to one open up the outside lanes for those speedy wide receivers, Peter LeBlanc. Errol Rogers, Michael Jefferson, those guys uh, who have the uh, who have the uh, speed to get deep, and uh, you can maybe uh, run a tight end across the middle, pump fake to him, and to have uh, Peter LeBlanc running a, a a deep post. And man, we're talking about six. They're playing uh, the fight song, you know. So I think there's I I, I, I think the uh, wide receivers have a little bit of an advantage, mostly because well, two reasons. On offense, you know where you're going, right? So it's yeah. harder for the defender to defend you. So if, if you're equal, then the offense has the advantage, in my mind. Um, and then the second reason is because, look, you, you, you access that, that tight end. I, I, you use that tight end to your advantage, and as maybe even as a decoy at some point. But uh, I, I think they're going to use the tight end a little bit more than they have in the past. And, I, and uh, Coach Napier was kind of used it a little more than Hudspin did. And then, uh, except for when he had Ladarius Green, who was uh, a superstar at the position, you know. So, um, but yeah, I'd say the wide receivers to answer the question that you okay. originally started with. All right. Um, so you're saying that UL will carry on the longest active win streak in the country. It's currently at 13. So you're saying it's going to go to 14 at some point in time Saturday night, and then it's uh, move on and move onward and upward from there. So give me a score. Is this going to be a you know new quarterback? Not as much depth at the running back position. You got a new coach and all that kind of stuff. Um, high scoring, low scoring. What do you think? I, 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 let's let's go like twenty four, seventeen, something like that. Okay. Uh, Cajun, I think the Cajuns win this game, twenty four seventeen, something like that. Dell, uh, here's the thing: if it comes down to a field goal, I'd be really nervous because the Cajuns all fall have had an open place kicker uh, competition, yeah. and the guy who was supposed to be the place kicker, Kenny Almendares, lost the job. Uh, so, uh, but maybe that just means the other guy kicked better, which is fine. <laughs> but uh, you know, you go in with a guy who's a veteran and who has uh, in-game experience, and he doesn't win the job. That that's kind of uh, a little bit of maybe. Maybe it's not, but I mean, in, in, I guess in a in a broadcaster's eyes and in a, in a uh, media person's mind, that it's like, wait, this guy should have easily won the job, no problem. 
but uh, that wasn't the case. So uh, hopefully it doesn't come down to that. But uh, 24-17, I'll go with the Cajuns. You're the man. I know you got a busy night, KLFY. All the high school football highlights. You'll have the Cajuns and the the Lions on Saturday. You'll you'll have the Tigers and the Seminoles. It's just a busy time of the year, but it's a fun time of the year. I know you're busy. Thank you for your time, as always. Fridays are always fun. More fun with Faust, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, Jordy. Talk to you soon. You got it, my friend. Thank you very much. George Faust, KLFY. Tune in next week to Jordy Holdberg for Fridays with Faust here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Jordy Holdberg Show prides itself on settling for nothing less than the best. This thing has a variety of nauseating aspects to it. Jordy has the best takes, the best guests, and let's be honest, the best nickname. The Blonde Bomber is cool as hell. I agree. All right. Let's play ball. Back to only the best on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Fun time of the day, fun time of the week. It's Friday. It's time for my boys to come join me. Uh, James Mesh back in the uh, the game studios at the at the uh, producer's chair, and my buddy George Becknell. George, good afternoon, sir. How are you, Jordan? Good afternoon. I am fantastic. Football is back, and I couldn't be happier. Good. James, let me start with you. 12 teams to the college football playoff. Is, uh, 2026 could be as soon as 2024. Are you all in on that, or, or do you have some uh, trepidation involved? No, I am totally fine with it. If anything, I would have preferred it to be more of an even number with it being either 8 or 16. That way you don't have any bye weeks with any teams. But I, I am... I'm hyped up for it. I really, I wanted anything more than four. That's all I asked for, yeah. and I got that. And the, the sooner, the better. George Becknell, does this mean we're going to get uh, get rid of some of these dog games and play better teams because now you can afford to maybe lose a game or two and still be in the thick of things? Jordan, that's absolutely what this means because, you know, you, you don't want to take a chance and lose to a strong non-conference opponent. You have one loss you don't make it into the playoffs in some situations. But now, not only will I think that won't be an issue, I think some of the criteria for getting into the playoffs is strength of schedule and a good non-conference schedule. So I think you'll see some power five teams, you know, on a local front come into Tiger Stadium before the SEC schedule because it'll be a requirement. And, hell, two losses might not do anything – Detrimental to you, you still might get in the playoffs. If you so play, the I right, think, yeah, if, if you, you play, play the right, right schedule, people, yeah, correct. I'm with you. So I I'm, am. I'm excited about it. I'm tired of seeing McNeese and, and, and Middle of Nowhere University come play LSU. You got Southern next week. That's different. First hey, time, it's different. It, it's, it's different, and, and I like it in the sense that Southern and, and then Grambling next year. You'll get the money for coming to play Tiger Stadium. Yeah. And it's fun for some of the fans, but it's not going to be a good football game, Jordy. After halftime, there's nothing to watch. That's that college player. That's the classic one and done. They'll never do it again in my lifetime. I agree. They won't. All right. We do have games. Um, And let's, let's get our 
thoughts together. I'll give you the game. I'll give you the point spread. Um, and you all tell me who the winners are going to be. So game number one, I think it's the best game in the SEC, uh, Cincinnati at Arkansas. Um, Sam Pittman said either, they're either going to bring iced tea or they're going to bring alcohol um, to, to Fayetteville. Hogs are favored by six and a half. The number total, 51 and a half. George, I'll start with you. Who do you like and why? I, I like Cincinnati, Jordan. I, I, Cincinnati was a very good team last year. They played good football. Arkansas has been allergic to prosperity since I can remember They've never taken the step up. They seem to be a program on the upswing, but I just don't believe in them. I think the lights are too bright. They're getting too much attention too no. early, and I okay. think Cincinnati comes in, and Cincinnati comes take care of business. So give me Cincinnati. All right, James, the Hogs or the Bearcats? They're both very close in the rankings. I, I usually default to more of an SEC team. I think they'll both be good. I may be buying too much into the Razorbacks, but I'm going to buy in early, and I'm going to go with Arkansas. All right, George, you need to take a back seat, man. What are you talking about? I beg, Cincinnati is in a new quarterback. They lost so <laughs> many players. They lost their offensive coordinator, and they're going up against K.J. Jefferson, who's been through the SEC battles. Sam Pittman is a good coach. You know their offensive line is going to be good. Give me the Hogs to heaven. The Hogs win this thing going away over Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's talk about uh, Oregon at Georgia. Bulldogs are favored by 16-and-a-half with the number total at 52-and-a-half. We know that the Oregon coach used to be a coordinator for the Bulldogs. So it's kind of ironic that they play this one's in the in the mercedes superdome excuse me the chick-fil-a classic george who do you like um i like georgia to win the football game but i like oregon with the points okay you know i, I think georgia's lost a lot georgia's lost you, you just met, mentioned about cincinnati georgia lost 15 guys yeah. and i know they're sec school they're real to retool but these are guys that haven't played that much then you you got you know the former coordinator who knows the team in and out playing against them. I think talent will prevail, but I think it'll be a good game and uh, Oregon's going to beat the spread. All right. So Georgia to win, but take the number uh, with Cincinnati. All right, James, your thoughts. Yeah, that three, three score spread, that feels too rich for my blood. I think it'll be a little closer than people anticipate. I will take Georgia eat very much, though, with the regular win, but – Oregon when it comes to the spread. Yep. All right. I like Georgia to win it, and I like Georgia to eke it out and to cover. I think they win by two touchdowns and a field goal. I think they're right at 17. Um, look, Kirby Smart's got the game plan from Nick Saban, and Alabama very seldom has to rebuild. They just freaking reload. They got their quarterback who's back, who won a national championship. Give me Georgia and I think Georgia covers on that one. All right. Near and dear to Cajun fans, uh, Billy <laughs> Napier's debut in the swamp against seventh-ranked Utah. The Utes are a road favorite in this one by two and a half. The number 51 and a half. George, can Napier pull off an upset in the swamp? No, I think I think the youths, I think the youths win this game. I think you know the spread is is about right. They'll win the close game. Um, he he hasn't been there long enough yet, and he he hasn't sucked up that Gator culture 
and I don't believe in the I don't believe in what they had last year. So I, I'm gonna take Utah in this one. Okay, James, I'm gonna be taking Utah, and even with the spread, I think Utah will end up winning by a little more than touchdown, like eight or nine points. I, I think you'll see some good signs, but first SEC action for a new head coach, I think it's going to take some time. Okay. Um, Utah, Utah isn't used to playing in that, uh, in that uh, environment. They're not used to playing in that humidity and that heat. They better get a lead early, and they better hold on to it because as that game goes on, that fatigue factor becomes uh, – look, I've been there. And it is it is tough. It's like you're a uh, yeah. back in the gladiator days. That stadium goes straight up, and they're on you. So uh, don't sell out on on the Gators just yet. I do believe Utah's physical way of playing. I mean, they make you play hard for sixty minutes. So I'm in agreement with y'all. Uh, give me Utah, but close, very very close. Um, I think I think Napier and the Gators are going to be pretty good, but especially with a team from that degree of altitude up in utah beautiful place in salt lake city but um yeah i'll take the utes absolutely all right notre dame number five in the country at the horseshoe number two ranked ohio state and man ohio state and the buckeyes are favored by 17 and a half how is that possible george number two versus number five 17 and a half what do you think jordan look and i i got nothing but respect because I felt like Notre Dame has finally kind of ascended somewhat, uh, you know, because they always have big expectations and they always fail, right? But I think they're a little better. But this Ohio State team with Stroud at quarterback, all those weapons, I'm hearing that this Ohio State team might be a generational, all-time great Ohio State team. If that's the case with all these weapons, Notre Dame has no shot and 17 points ain't enough. So give me Ohio State and the spread. They might win by 25. All right. Very good. Uh, James, are you uh, on the same wagon as George? Oh, I am on that same wagon all the way. Notre Dame's always overrated. They're ranked way too high all the time. I'm going high on the Buckeyes with this one. And and this will be probably a three, maybe four touchdown difference. I, I think they're going to get their face crushes in. Um, CJ Stroud makes his case for, um, hey, hey, not so fast for that uh, Heisman Trophy winner for a year ago, uh, to become the second one to win two Heismans. Um, I think Stroud goes off, and I'm with y'all. I think Ohio State bludgeons, bludgeons Notre Dame. Um, close to home, the Raging Cajuns and the Southeastern Lions at Cajun Field on Saturday. James, I'm going to let you go first since you're a Cajun guy. Um, I don't know what the spread is on this game, but uh, who do you like? Yeah, I'm I'm struggling to find the spread myself. But I, I think I think does will they'll win. I think it'll be a lot closer, but I do have in the back of my mind worry that it doesn't start off as good of a foot like how it was last year, like Everybody was so hyping that the Cajuns were going to beat Texas, but then reality kind of set in for that game. So yeah. I, I, in the back of my mind, I am worried about that, but I do have the Cajuns winning this game. All right. George Becknell, the Cajuns or the Lions? Man, look, from what I understand, Chandler Fields, they have some big expectations for this young man, that quarterback. 
They say he has some great arm talent. I, I got to like the Cajuns in this one. I, I think the Cajuns took a step forward as a program. Obviously, Billy Napier is gone, but I don't think they lose any momentum. I think they continue going the way they're going, and I think they roll through the season, and this is just the first uh, stop on the road. So give me the Cajuns when it's big. The Lions play everybody that they when they get up to playing the big boys. They play them close. They don't win, but they play them close. Ask Auburn uh, for one. Uh, they oh. play them close. So um, I, I think there's some growing pains. The Cajuns lost a lot of players. I got to see what their they offensive did. line can do. Is there a backup to Smith at the running back position? Because they do running back by committee. Um, Southeastern, well coached. Uh, they have a new quarterback as well. I think it's close. I think UL wins this one by ten, and uh, wins their fourteenth straight. There you go. All uh, right, there Sunday is... night, George. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say there is no spread since it's an FCS game. Okay, well, I still I think they win by ten. Um, Sunday night, George, in the uh, home away from home dome for the for the Tigers, Florida State, LSU, Florida State, uh, LSU, anywhere from a three three and a half point favorite in this one. Fifty one and a half is the total. Give it to me. Look, I think Florida State's gonna be better than what people think, but man, this LSU group, you know, we always have talent on the edges, offensively and defensively. Our line was a question last year. I think the line is much improved. I think LSU comes out first game under Brian Kelly and makes a statement. Mm. I think they come out and they they score a bunch of points, which is uncharacteristic for an LSU program outside of 2019. And they come out and they play good defense and they blow Florida State out. Mm. I think that this is going to be a game – decided by at least 14 points, if not 20. You think and the Tigers, LSU wins this game. You think the Tigers get into the 30s? No, they absolutely get in the 30s. <laughs> okay. It's, I would say something like 31 to 10 might be, right. a, so, might so be an accurate the, score. the under on the number, but uh, the Tigers beat the spread. Okay, James, yes. your thoughts? I'm going under on the total points because it was 51 and a half last time yep. I had checked. Yep. I'm going yep. under. I'm feeling it's going to be more of a 27-20 game. I think it's going to be more of a ball control for LSU. I think Florida State's going to get it close late, but the game itself will show that it was a much different output than the score itself. Okay, so you like the Tigers as well. Um, I never, ever bet against LSU in the Superdome. I never do. Um, I think have. LSU beats the spread. I think they beat Florida State. I think it's um, I, I think that defensive line sets the tone early. I got to see what the secondary looks like. I think I'm not worried about linebacker play. Um, I'm a little bit more confident about LSU's offensive line. I don't know about LSU's running game. I just don't. I think um, if Jaden Daniels is the starter, he brings a new dimension that LSU hadn't seen in a while, and that's a quarterback who can tuck it and run and can move the chains. I love LSU's um, wide receiver attack. I got to see how accurate the quarterback is. Um, I'm not so on field goal kicking yet so that's a big question there's so many question marks but i'm gonna take brian kelly over norvell every day of the week and twice on sunday and they play on sunday so i'm gonna take it by twice i think lsu uh handles this one 
easily, I think they win by 17. And and in your words, George, send a statement. People are going to say, well, you know what? LSU's a little bit better than we thought they were. All right, there's one. And we, since we do this on a Friday, the NFL starts next Thursday. So let's get an early bet on what an opener. <laughs> I talked to Frank Schwab yesterday. He said it might be the best NFL opener that he's ever seen. The Buffalo Bills at the Los Angeles Rams Thursday night football. George, Josh Allen versus Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald. What what a matchup. What do you think? I, I'm with you. I think this is one of the greatest opening games we've seen in a very long time. But I'm going to tell you, Jordy, I'm looking at this. The Rams won the Super Bowl, but they didn't get any better, in my opinion. They got a little worse. Mm-hmm. You know, you lost to Von Miller. You lost to Odell Beckham. You know, you, you, I thought they weren't, they weren't the best team in the NFC last year. It just got hot at the right time. The Buffalo Bills are ascending. And I'm telling you, they should go to the Super Bowl this year at the AFC. They're going to come out, and they're going to beat the Rams at SoFi game okay. one. All right. They're going to beat them by 10. You like the Bills. James. I'm going to be taking the Bills. I think they eventually win the Super Bowl this year. I, I think in the regular season they either go 16-1 and or 15-2, and some crazy. I think I think they just have the best record in the NFL. I think they win this one. feels like more of a 27-23 game. Matthew Stafford's not completely healthy. That loss to the to the uh, Chiefs in that form and fashion and the greatness that Josh Allen was in that game. Uh, give me the Bills all night long. So we are in unison on that one. All right, guys, that's all the time we have. George, thank you so much. James, thank you as well. Uh, enjoy the ball games this weekend, and we will be back to wrap it all up here on the Jordy Helper Show in the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, your home. For the Fighting Tigers of LSU and the hot Houston Astros in Southwest Louisiana. We love talking about sports. Yeah. You love listening to sports. Yep. Sounds like we were meant to be together, or at least friends with benefits. Aren't you glad you found us? Back to more of the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, the wait's over. New football season is beginning. Get ready for week one of the NFL action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Bet just $5 on any football game. Get $200 in free bets instantly. Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings. Early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 1037GAME. Get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code 1037GAME only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana. Select parishes only. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Money line bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem call 1-877-770-STOP. I was remiss. I didn't mention the McNeese Montana State game. Sorry Cowboys. Montana State rolls in their opener up there in Bozeman's Special thanks to all of our guests. Billy Embody of On3.com. Cokie Riley covers the Tigers for USA and the Daily 
advertiser Blake Topmeyer. USA Today covers the SEC. George Faust from KLFY, George Becknell, and James Mesh. I hope everybody has a great holiday weekend. Labor Day is Monday, but we will be here to recap all the games. So shows as normal, so be sure to tune in. Until then, I'm Jordy Helpert. Stay thirsty, my friends. Just stay healthy. That's the most important thing. Let's be kind to one another and be happy. So long, everybody. Have a great one.